Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode five of the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast. Oh my goodness, you guys. I (laughs) am just so excited about this week's episode. I am about to share with you guys something that I honestly didn't expect to talk about on the podcast, but that's what being real and raw and open to shit is all about. And if there's anything I've learned in the last two years, it's that sometimes the things you are most resistant resistant to in your life are the things that you need to leave some space for. And for me, for so long, it has been really getting in tune with any kind of spirituality. Um, and I don't, I'm not just talking about like religion, like that's not really been a big part of my, my personal story, but you know, anything on the spirituality level, whether it's astrology or crystals or even, you know, tarot card readings, um, you know, I've always been really, really um, resistant to exploring those areas. And I just always, always took it at face value of being, you know, for crazy people, (laughs) honestly, if I'm being super real. And I have been you know, slowly as I've been getting more and more into the wellness sphere of, you know, being a health coach and, um, you know, being surrounded by so many incredible women and uh, on Instagram and in real life, I've been slowly introduced to people who have a very spiritual practice. And you've kind of heard aspects of this on the podcast already with some of our previous guests, but with the guest that I'm about to introduce you to, um, we dive into something that is completely different, and that is the concept of human design. And if you've never heard of this, know that you are not alone because I hadn't either. Um, but I spent the most incredible uh, hour with the amazing Jenna Zoe, um, who is a human design expert. She's a reader um, and she is a spiritual, very spiritual human. And essentially, and we dive into this in the episode, but she talks about what human design is. um, And essentially by using your birthday, your birth time and your birthplace, you can get an entire reading of what your essence of your personhood um, was meant to be on this planet. And I will say I went into this really skeptical. Um, I had heard amazing things about her and um, through people that I really, really respect and love. And so I was like, okay, you know, this podcast is all about getting the tools to show up and live your fuck yes life. And maybe this could be that thing, you know, maybe this could be an area that I haven't explored that could give me some insights on who I am or what I want. Um, And it was the most transformative hour of my life. Um, 
it was so eye-opening, you guys. And it was incredibly, like, I felt like she was piercing into my soul with everything she was saying. Um, And if I went in a skeptic, I walked out a believer because everything she was saying rang so true to my 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 thoughts my my entire being and it was just such an incredible thing to see and and experience and um digest i i spent most of the episode just listening and just honestly being in awe of everything she was saying because i was just so so honestly overwhelmed by how accurate it was um and um you know having so many aha moments light bulbs moments as we were going through the conversation. So I hope you enjoy this. She actually gave me on the podcast like my own human design reading. So not only did we talk about her story and also her experience with human design um, and what it is, but also um, you guys get kind of an idea of what that actually looks like if you were to get a reading and, and what those things and those realizations could be for you. Um, I will say um, she's based in London, which is so freaking cool. Um, shout out to all of my UK listeners. Um, but so some of the um, audio was a little bit off. Um, so just give us grace for that. But most of the content within the episode was super, super insightful. And there were just a few little pauses here and there that you might have um but you might notice throughout the episode, but that's real life, right? Sometimes shit happens and we have technical difficulties and we move forward anyways and we share our life anyways because that's navigating through the mess, which you know we are all about here. So without further ado, I give you Jenna Zoe and the amazing concept of human design. Here we go. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And like when I heard you on their podcast, I, and I heard you talk about both of their charts. I was just like, fuck, like, this is so cool. And what I love about it is it feels not like, you know, it's like, as you even said, like, it's not about giving somebody like new information. It's information they already know, but it's like a permission slip almost to show up as they are. And I just think, cause I, I will be so honest with you and we can talk about this too once we start recording, but like, I am super like. I'm not really sure how I feel about the woo and I'm like dabbling in certain things, but I've always been the biggest skeptic and I'm trying to like release those blocks from my head because I just want to like be open to whatever. And this is the first time that like, and taught and like watching you on Instagram and just like seeing all your shit. And I'm like, I don't know what it is about this girl and what she does, but like, there's something that feels really right. And so anyways, yeah. So that's so nice. For me, honestly, human design was kind of a similar thing because I never really believed in any of this stuff before. And then when I came across human design, I just was like, how have I not heard of this? And how is this like so scarily accurate? And there seems like so much relief in the in this sense of like what's behind it, which is that everyone is supposed to live like differently because I feel so like sometimes shortchanged by like the quote unquote like normal spiritual like world where it's like you have to do this to succeed and you have to do this to be spiritual and everyone needs to go and get up and do the same thing each morning and stuff and so so to hear that there was like something that was completely individualized was like wow okay that's why I feel like I'm not like fitting in in these circles or not doing things the like correct way or whatever Mm -hmm. and sometimes I think spirituality just gets to this point where it's like another thing on our to-do list where we have to be doing doing all the you know yogas and meditations and crystals and da, 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 in order to like you know what punish ourselves like it's so crazy um yeah. so like yeah I, I I like love doing people's design just because of that relief that I first felt I was like oh giving other people that relief is like the best thing ever 
Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, let's just dive on in. So, okay. So obviously you're in a place now where spirituality is huge for you. Um, but has it always been like that? Like, did it happen kind of like seamlessly in your life or was there kind of like a shift in a moment where you're like, Oh, I want to do this. Like, (laughs) how did that even start? Um, so I was actually really an atheist my whole life because I like, I feel like logic comes so easy to me and considers Mm -hmm. common sense, but then obviously, um, we'll talk a little bit about that later, but you know, that really plays into so much of our conditioning. Um, you know, we're all taught to value common sense and logic way too much, way more than we should be. So I was like really priding myself in being so logical and so consistent and so kind of like, you know, of the earth type of thing, Mm -hmm. because I thought that that was like the way to get respect from other people and to be like a grown up and whatever. And then when I was about 24, a friend of mine that I met on the beach in the Maldives, um, he Casual. said to me, you know, you should, you should really go and do this, go do this astrologer because I think you would love her. And um, I was like, yeah, kind of, it sounds okay, but I'm not sure if I believe in it. I don't really believe in God, like all that type of thing. And then it literally took me two years to go and see this astrologer like the number of times he was like so convincing me to go and his wife was convincing me to go and they were giving me like all these different books and I just was like resisting for the longest time mm-hmm. and then um I went to see this astrologer she read me like an open book and I was like okay there's got to be something here that I don't really um you know understand and maybe there is something to this because like how can someone who has never met me before you know read me so easily mm-hmm. so and it was literally like an overnight shift after that I was like you know knee deep in it it just it was like my overnight thing where I was like okay like I can't help but open my mind to this um and so ever since then I've I've kind of just like was an overnight convert so okay so that that kind of like stepped you into spirituality but was yeah your whole thing is human design which we will talk about in a little bit you guys and she's actually going to do a reading on me so you guys get a really like cool understanding of what it is all about because honestly I had no idea what this was at all, um, until, you know, meeting you and, and, um, and hearing about you via Lindsay and Krista on the almost 30 podcast, but shout out, they're the best. Um, (laughs) Hey girls. (laughs) But yeah, like I just, how did you get into human design and was it like, were you introduced to it by somebody or was it just kind of like, this looks fun. I'm going to try this. Right. Yeah. Um, I actually, it was about four years ago. Um, that I met was kind of a bit all over the place because he did a lot of different things. Um, read my energy. He took messages from my spirit guides and channeled them to me. And then part of our two hour session, and he also, you know, took my birth details and put my details into this piece of software on his computer. And he started doing my human design and I didn't, he didn't explain that that's what it was, but I was like, what, what is that? And I saw my chart and uh, I was like, how have I never seen this before? And I'm someone who's very, because I am skeptical, I just was like, I need to understand why this is real before I trust it. So then I went and read all the books and took all the sessions and the courses and learned all about it and everything. And I was really just doing it for fun on my family and friends, using um, myself as my own experiment, you know, trying to live my design. And um, the more people I did charts for, everybody kept saying to me, you should do this for work. You should do this for work. And um, about just under two years ago, I um, transitioned into doing this fully, um, you know, full time. So crazy. So, so what were you doing before? You found me and, and huh? What were you doing before you got into So I was like, running a food business fun. before and I was running it for, um, I ran it for about seven years. I started it when I was 
22. And um, I was so heavily attached to that being the, you know, like an actual physical business. And I had so much fear over, you know, what it would look like to be successful in any other way. And um, it took me really long time I resisted for so long and then literally it got to a point where I couldn't ignore the fact that human design was literally taking over my life like I didn't have a choice people just kept I didn't fall and word of mouth and <laughs> and I literally just basically had no choice and and what, what happened really for me was that the more I looked at people charts the more I recognized that it's not only like I know how to you know read human design but it's also um an arena where I can channel and kind of like be intuitive with it so I get very I can easily read that I mean the chart just speaks to me so I just was like I cannot ignore this any longer interesting we can make the choice and you know it's it's all on you and everything but I also believe that if you leave it long enough and you resist it and you have enough fear the universe is still always trying to help you and if you no matter how many times you like don't pass the test eventually you'll get to a point where you can't ignore the test anymore um so that's kind of what happened to me it wasn't like I was smart enough the first time around to get the message <laughs> yeah 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 that's kind of how I feel about health coaching for me like it was just I kept bumping up against it and I dealt with so much of that myself and then I was like why am I just resisting this like I can do this and I can be an actor yeah. I don't have to put away the things I love yeah and yeah so I totally resonate with that yeah it's so interesting because I think like it's just such a good reminder that we're never really in charge you know we, we don't have the controls of of what you know life is going to throw us so it just I always say like I didn't find human design it found me and I'm just That's so cool. kind of following wherever it goes okay so what exactly is human design for those people who haven't heard of it yeah and then we'll dive into my reading Amazing. so that we can kind of get a yeah yeah so um it was actually the, the reason why a lot of people haven't heard of it before is because it's actually only 31 years old it was discovered in January 1987 um and it was actually brought into this world by a man who was meditating in Ibiza for eight days straight and in this meditation um you know the he says that he was hit by a voice that started giving him all this um information basically and he was able to download it it obviously took him eight days like i said so it's very comprehensive and very complex but that was the beginning of it and um once he received the information he started sharing it started teaching other people how to read how to read human design and and that's kind of how it came into the world and obviously the thing is is that as a collective our consciousness wasn't really in a place before that to receive it so it came at exactly at the perfect time but essentially what human design is it's kind of like reading your aura which is your energetic body and um, we can read that by taking your birthday your birth time all the details of where you were born as well and it gives you kind of like a if you like to think of it this way it's sort of like your soul chose um, the launch pad, like the perfect launch pad for its life. So that's why the birthday, you know, kind of gives us so much information because there's a reason why you chose to be born to your parents in your certain location at the exact time you were born, that kind of thing. And really what human design is, is I like to think of it like the contract that your soul makes with the universe before you come here about who you come to be, what you come to accomplish, the karma you come to correct, everything you come to experience. And all that the, the chart tells you is exactly what that is. What is that contract? Um, but basically what happens is as we're born, we get exposed to so much conditioning that tells us to be anything other than what we are. And, um, you know, mm -hmm. whether that's from parents, from peers, from society, from school, all that kind of thing. And what it does is that it veers us off our path. So really with human 
design, the journey to becoming your higher self is not really so much of a becoming, but more of an unbecoming. Because as soon as you take off the resistance wheels, which is all the conditioning that you're still holding on to, you naturally bob up into being your higher self without so much effort. So it's, it's my mind kind is of like amazing. blown. <laughs> Even before we start, my mind is blown. I think that's amazing and so true. Like we are put on this planet with no preconceived notions of who we are, mm-hmm. and then you know, society, people in our lives can dictate that so strongly, and we can yeah. adopt those personalities without even realizing. Yes. So, and um, you know, what's funny is that if you think about it this way, the day you're born you are already living as your higher self. Like the the first day of your life was the day you're probably most close to your authentic self because that was before you, you know, anyone got to you, let's say. So you are already living authentically, (laughs) naturally, just whatever came to you instinctively. So the goal really is to get you back to that track where you can then just kind of like live in the flow of what the universe has sort of planned for you. Crazy. All right, well, let's dive in. Yes. So um, basically what it is, and if for people who want to kind of just like try and see what their own chart looks like at home and do a little bit of, um, you know, just beginners human design, um, what I do is I go to a place, um, there's a website on the internet called mybodygraph.com, which will, where you can put all your um, birth information in for free and it will kind of pull up your chart. Obviously what I do is I interpret the chart and I read further into to it so that's what a reading will obviously be able to provide you um um you know for people following who is to see what they what they are in the first instance my body graph um, or journal um so you've given me your information which is um february the 4th of 1991 Mm -hmm. is that correct that's correct. And you were born at 1.53 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Born at 1.53 in Toronto, Ontario? Yes. Okay, so 13.53, Toronto, Ontario. Now, um, you know, uh, it's not necessarily that the um, your chart would change exactly minute to minute. So for people who don't know their exact birth time, it's not necessarily that if you're born at 152, it would make a huge amount of difference, but it could make a huge amount of difference. So um, the, the, the more you know your actual birth time, the better. So anyway, so we, we will dive um, right into your chart. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm so ready. I'm Amazing. so excited. <laughs> okay, so um, the first thing that I see about you is that you are what's called a manifesting generator in human design. Now, Talking about manifesting generators um, or whatever other type you are, we call these energy types. There are five different energy types. And it's kind of like saying in astrology, are you an Aries or a Pisces, right? Like it just tells you, it doesn't tell you everything, but it tells you the first testing generator. Um, it's kind of hard to um, exactly say, for example, what I'm going to tell you about yourself might be so different than another manifesting generator because it has a different flavor among different people if you think about it there are five different types in the world like they're doing this in your manifesting generator mm-hmm. overall will sound kind of the same but it doesn't necessarily mean that um you know it's exactly doesn't sound like you then obviously feel free to feel free to disregard whatever doesn't sound right 
but basically manifesting generators are the people who come back here with an ability to actually get more done in this lifetime sure. than many than all the other types put together will so manifesting generators really have a big aura to support the fact that they come here to do a lot right and the thing is, is that manifesting generators are basically the people who come here to really play with matter so you're someone who it makes really happy to kind of roll around the mud figuratively in terms of just like being playful with life right like being present and just dabbling in so many different things they're really here to taste the buffet of life they're really interested in so many different things so it makes total sense to me me that you are not just interested in only having one career path mgs are really the people they're tasting the buffet of life they're not supposed to have the same thing over and over again they are non-linear people which basically means that they will never you're never going to be the type of person who wanted to be an accountant at age 18 and then did that for the rest of your life yeah <laughs> So it's very much about, you know, a lot of change, a lot of, you know, being everywhere. And often manifesting generators get um, sort of judged by other people who don't really understand how this mechanism works. They get judged for being all over the place, being indecisive, not knowing what they want, um, that sort of thing. But the thing is, is that if you're a manifesting generator, you have to know that that is exactly how you're designed. So it's a really good example of how society will tell you that only one way is the way to success but actually as a manifesting generator you have to remember that you know for you what will lead to your success is, is following what naturally comes instinctively to you which is actually having so many different interests and passions and it doesn't necessarily mean that um, you know only one of them is successful or that you have to be successful at all of them it just means that there's a reason why the universe is directing you to be interested in something because it has a nugget there for you to pick up whether that's an experience a skill some kind of wisdom some kind of lesson whatever that is um, we're never going to be able to guarantee or know what that is in advance but we have to trust that there's something for us there now as a manifesting generator um, there's a part of your body that rules your whole chart so if you think about inside of you, you have like a team of different wisdoms. There's always one that kind of is like the main decision maker, the one that gets to like call the shots, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're a manifesting generator, the one that is like the in charge guy inside your body is what we call the gut, which is also the, the second chakra, the sacral chakra, if you're talking about chakras, which is, you know, when we talk about a gut feeling, what does your gut tell you? That's basically what that is. Mm -hmm. And the gut is one of the most primitive sources of, of wisdom that we that we know of, right? Because having a gut is really what differentiates us from being um, plants, right? As human beings, we have our own desires. Desires are housed in that gut. So for you, your whole life is about following your desire. Now, desire is a really interesting thing because we've been conditioned, and especially manifesting generators have been conditioned, that desire is kind of a dirty word, right? If you do only what you like, then that makes you selfish and that makes you self-absorbed. And that means you're never going to get to a place where you can help people and other people have to lose out if you are only pleasing yourself. But actually, the lesson with design is that we live in a win-win universe. And by default, with manifesting generators, because you're ruled by that second chakra, what it's saying to you is that you can only help other people if you're following what makes you happy. So the heaviest, heaviest conditioning that we have to get rid of if you're an MG, is the understanding that as a kid, you are probably praised for um, making other people happy, doing things out of duty, doing things because you had to, doing things to make other people happy. That was, those were the moments where you got, where you got your um, worthiness reaffirmed to you, right? So you then have this pattern in your brain that you have to keep doing these things in order to be worthy. So that's the biggest thing is to try to reprogram your brain and to try and re-understand that um, when you are doing what lights you up, that's when you have the 
the life force and the power to light other people up. You can't fake it till you make it. You can't kind of do things, but not really want to do them and try and light other people up because the mechanism doesn't work that way. Your truth is in your aura, right? So when you walk into a room, you want to be lit up and doing something that you love and excited by that thing so that you have the energy that other people can then plug into. Manifesting generators are really the people who have that huge engine and their main thing with their lives is they want to um, share that engine and share that life force with other people. So it doesn't actually matter what it is that you're doing with your life, with your job, with your career, with your people at home, with family, whatever. Your covert job, right? Your covert mission underneath all of that is to light yourself up and to light other people up in doing so because you are made of pure life force. And people need you to be the life force that you are so that the people that don't have life force get some from you. I'm like, I can't. Does that make sense? I'm like, everything you're saying is so (laughs) spot on. I, I'm like, literally, my mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty insane. It's like meeting yourself for the first time and, and remembering who you are oh, again. It's, oh my God. It's, it's, it's such medicine. Yeah, I mean, what you're saying about like being a light and that being my, med- like literally, I have a post-it note that is on my computer every single day and it says, be a light. Wow. Like that is my mission in life. That's amazing. So I just, anyways. And as long as you remember that and understand that whatever, whatever form that takes, it's all the same thing. It's all the same energy, you know? Um, And so what I say to all generators and manifesting generators is that it's your full-time job to be lit up as many hours in the day as possible, as many days in the week as possible and so on and so forth. Because that is when you're going to have the most life force to light up the rest of the world with. And everybody else needs you to be lit up. And so what's interesting is that it then becomes this, this, um, and this is back to just manifesting generators. It becomes this thing where it's on you to basically educate people about how you work. So instead of trying to be understood by people, trying to to help them see how you work is really the way that you're going to feel more at home in the world. And so manifesting generators are people who, never really um, know exactly what their future happiness is going to be. So let's say, for example, if I say to you, you want to do this thing that's in two months time, you might say yes now, but as it gets closer to the time, you might have a totally different uh, reaction to it. So the worst thing to do as a manifesting generator is to kind of cage yourself into a commitment um, if you don't have to, because what you want to do is actually make decisions that are closer to spur of the moment decisions or in the moment decisions if you can, because that's when your gut can really speak to you. Mm. As a manifesting generator, what you are really is a combination of two other types, which is manifestors and generators. And so if you put those two things together, it means that you are super powerful and you can, um, you know, really manifest a hell of a lot, but um, they are slightly two different things. And so learning to sometimes manage the two together can be difficult. Manifesting energy is that spur of the moment, the quick urges, let's go, let's do, let's be, let's da da da. And the generator is like, I need to wait until I'm having that gut response of like, does this make me happy? Does this light me up? So sometimes you see how those two things conflict because you might think, yes, I really want to do this thing and gets close to the time and your gut is just not engaged. Mm-hmm. And then no one's happy, right? So really everybody else needs the manifesting generators to show up only doing the things. Like none of us as a whole society can afford the people with a generator engine to not be doing stuff that they don't like at any given point in the day. So how it works is like this. When you're doing something you love, you obviously get, get so lit up 
right? Your aura kind of acts like a vortex in the sense that it pulls towards it people and synchronicities and opportunities towards it. You become very magnetic. So that is how you manifest the most because it's kind of like if your aura is a big vessel, it's basically sending a very clear message to the universe to say, I am ready, send me stuff because I'm becoming magnetic, right? I'm only doing stuff that lights me up and I'm going in the direction that you're trying to show me. That gut is basically for you, the compass from the universe inside you that's showing you where to go in any given moment. Now, on the contrary, when you're doing something that doesn't light you up, you get burnt out, tired, frustrated, whatever. And that's the universe trying to smack you over the head to say, honey, it's time to course correct. Like mm -hmm. you weren't supposed to go down this path in the first place. And I'm trying to show you that it isn't, but you weren't listening. So let's, you know, let's change course before it gets too late. So it's this very binary black and white doesn't do gray areas like the sacral chakra doesn't do middle of the way it doesn't do meh it doesn't do half this half yes in one in with one foot out the other it's like we're either all in and it's a hell yes or we're just going to say no to that and the saying no is so important because the saying no is what clears things from your aura so that you can receive more things that are potential yeses so a lot of times manifesting generators have a problem saying no because they feel like they're letting other people down with their big auras, with the amount that they can help other people, advance other people's agendas, um, you know, help other people on their path, get their, you know, hands dirty for other people's missions and stuff. So the saying no is actually the hardest thing. It's, it's easy to say, well, say yes to things that light you up. That's one thing, right? But what most people don't understand is that saying no and a firm no, not like a maybe kind of no and I'll hold on to it for a little longer type of no, but like a full no is, is equally important to magnetizing the potential yeses inside your life. Because if you imagine every choice is coming inside your aura and if your aura is a pool, you don't want to keep the shit in your pool, right? You want to keep your pool clean so that they're like new things can come in. So learning to say no um, is a really important practice. And the scariest thing for manifesting generators is that they're worried if they say no, that means they'll be busy temporarily with nothing to do. They'll, they'll be busy doing nothing and they'll just, they'll want to do something with their energy. So they're like, what if nothing else better never comes along and I better kind of say yes to this just to keep busy for the sake of it and blah, blah, blah. But actually it's actually having the bravery to temporarily have nothing so that you can have and receive another potential yes from the universe. So you want to think of the universe kind of as like your personal shopper, where like you understand that if you've employed a personal shopper, you've just gone into the department store and said, send, I want to try on, uh, I want to find a perfect pair of jeans, right? When you've told the personal shopper you want a perfect pair of jeans, you then sit back and you wait for the personal shopper to bring you the jeans. Now the universe is going to bring you a 70% fit. It's going to bring you a no. It's going to bring you a whatever. It's going to bring you lots of different choices. But you don't want to be so busy holding on to and umming and ahhing over the 60% fit that the universe is then holding up the 100% fit for you and you just never get to trying it on because you're like, oh no, but I should settle for the 60% fit of the jeans because what if 100% never comes along? And the universe, meanwhile, is like literally outside your dressing room, like holding it up for you. But for as long as you're wearing the 60% jeans and arming and ahhing, those 100% can never come in. So then what happens is it becomes this loop inside your brain where you're like holding on to the 60% jeans going, see the 100% is never coming and yet it has no space to come in. So you're reaffirming to yourself that you don't have the ability to manifest that or to pull that into your life just because you're still holding on to the nose so one of my biggest um you know sort of goals with human design is to teach people with a generator engine to say no because i feel like that's going to be the most important thing to lift the whole entire planet out of um homogeny and living like we all have to be so life has to be so heavy and difficult um,
Um, and when, when we can galvanize the generators and being into being the sparkly people that they are, um, they are the ones that will lift the rest of the world because they are the ones that, that create the life force for the rest of us. So, um, yes. Yeah, so the number one thing is about your, your biggest deconditioning portion will, will be all about, um, saying no to things that don't light you up and only saying yes to things that do. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go into your specific chart a little bit more. Okay. Um, so you basically have, um, you're somebody who's an incredibly good listener and it's almost like not only a good listener, but you're a great collector of other people's stories. So it's kind of like this energy where if you imagine in the old days, every tribe had a bard and you know what a bard is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the bard is kind of the one that like collected wisdom by hearing other people's stories and kind of like, um, you know, making some cohesion or some sense for the rest of the collective, like turning, turning other people's experiences into wisdom. So that's a really big part of what it is that you do is all about kind of like sampling what the rest of the world is up to, listening to what is happening in the world, and then turning that into some kind of wisdom for other people. So any time that you feel like there's that transmutation of, of um, you know, sort of that alchemy of turning just like what it is that you've heard into something that you can then transmit to other people. That's really a big part of what it is that you're here to do. Um, you are also somebody who um, you have an incredibly, it's, it's a really cool thing actually, because you have um, both the most yin energy inside your chart and the most yang energy inside of your chart. Are you familiar with yin and yang? No, not really. So yin and yang is this concept of this perfect balance in the world of warm with cold, with masculine and feminine, with, with proactive and receptive, with, um, you know, creative death and life, right? It's just, it's this perfect balance of duality in the world. So the yin is the feminine and the yang mm. is the masculine. Okay. And basically you have, you have the perfect balance of both in terms of your creativity. And what that means is that um, you have the yang energy, the most yang energy in the whole of human design, which basically means that you're great at downloading new ideas. It's almost like you're a lightning bolt from the universe where it can kind of like strike you and say, this is a new thing to do. Try this new thing. This is a new product, new idea, new service, new whatever, right? So think about those type of people that are creatives. Usually if you're creative, sometimes you need another person to be on board with you. Who's kind of like more of the structure person who can say, this is how we would do it. This is how we would need to go about it, whatever you have both in the sense that you are actually someone who, once you get the idea, you can also see exactly how that's going to pan out. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you're your own CEO and your own creative, right. All in one, all in one person. So that's really cool. Um, and not only that, but you have this ability to basically bring value to whatever it is that you will be a part of. So let's say, for example, you work in an organization, which I don't think you do, but if you were to work in an organization or to be in a relationship, for example, the person that you're with will be more successful just because they've been with you. It's kind of like there is this kind of special thing, which is like you just sprinkle fairy dust on people and bring success to their lives. Oh um, but only when you're living, only when you're living your own design which basically means when you're making yourself happy without you having to figure out exactly how to make other people successful. Think about it. If I said to you, you have to figure out how to make other people successful. We, we're not that clever. We wouldn't be able to come up with that. We wouldn't be able to make all the magical synchronicities and things happen. But you just have to sh- trust that if you show up being so lit up, other people by default become more successful and make more money because they know you, because they're a part of you, because you're involved in their lives. So that's a really cool special thing. And you don't see that often in human design. So that's a, that's a, that's a big blessing. I love that. Now, um, yeah. 
it's very interesting that you're an actress because um, you have an energy um, that a lot of actors do have. And what that is, is this kind of relationship with yourself versus the way that the rest of the world sees you. So the way you see yourself and the, the way the rest of the world sees you is very, very typical of the way that most actors uh, do see themselves as well. And what that is, is this persona that we call the martyr heretic. The martyr heretic is basically someone who has such an emotional ups and downs. Their life is almost like a roller coaster, right? Their life is so full um, emotionally of, th- of just ups and downs. It's like your whole life is just this big whirlwind, right? And the reason why you chose to feel like your life looked like that as a soul before you came is so that when people look at you and they look at your body of work, the way that your life has panned out is almost like the qualifier for people to believe that what you have to say and to do is, um, is, is worth looking at, right? So it's kind of like, let's say people look at you and say, you've been through stuff that makes you qualified to speak about the stuff that you speak about, or you've been through enough things to make you empathic enough or empathetic enough or understanding enough to understand other human beings so that you can be an actress, right? So it's very much that your soul signed up to, to have a life that felt like that, because that's exactly going to be like, it's kind of like you're your own walking, talking CV. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. And you're literally making me tear up because (laughs) I can't even tell you guys, we can talk about this at the end, but so much of what you have said, it just feels so spot on. And it's funny because there are realizations that I've been slowly having myself Mm. over the last couple of years but it's hard to feel like you know or can acknowledge those things when you don't know if there's a grounding mm-hmm. in them. And it's, yes. it's literally so <laughs> crazy to me that you have just like <laughs> literally hit the nail on the head in so many areas of my life. I just, I, I'm like speechless. I, yeah. That's why I've been really speaking because I just like don't, I don't know what to say. It's so crazy. So we carry on? Yeah, carry on. <laughs> Amazing. So um, this is a really interesting thing, which is that you have a very, very open heart. And the heart in human design is the same as actually the ego center, right? The heart and the ego are one and the same. Now, as a society, we have gotten to a place where we are so, especially in the spiritual circles, it's the worst, where it's like eradicate your ego and the ego is bad and the ego is this and the ego is that. And obviously some of it is semantics where people, if you're calling the ego, if, the, if, if, if by ego you mean that your fear voice, that's one thing, right? But when we talk about the traditional ego is, you know, me, I'm here. This is what I want. This is what I am here to do. This is what I want to claim from the world around me, right? And for some people, it's healthy for them to be driven by the need to make money, right? It's healthy for them to be driven by the need to make an impact on others. It's healthy for them to want these things from the world because that is what their soul chose before they came here. So there's no good and bad in human design. It's much more about understanding what your soul wanted you to be and then living that way. And for you, you're kind of the opposite your soul basically didn't come here to want money or success or impact or anything, right? Your soul actually came here because like I said, it's, it's um, linked to the heart center as well. Your soul literally came here to feel other people's hearts. 
right? So it's much more that you didn't come here to live a life which was all about grabbing things, about claiming things, about, um, you know, sort of wanting material things. You came here really to live a life where it was all very much about understanding other people. Now, obviously you filter in the good and the bad because you can also smell an agenda from a mile away. You can kind of like sense when there's like a hidden motive, when something isn't pure, that kind of stuff too. But really, um, I would do some ego work really on, on, on understanding that you aren't someone who came here to be, you know, super motivated every day and wake up and let's go get this and let's crush it and let's this and that. It's, it's not really what your life path is about. Um, and so there is a lot of deconditioning that needs to come, come out of there too, where you really understand that, um, you know, it needs to be motivated by, you know, what, what, what's moving you from a heart place. And in terms of what it is that you want out of life, instead of wanting things that society has told you to want, which could be those things like money, success, that are that impact those. It's not that you can't have those things if you don't want those things. It's that they come as byproducts, but the focus of your life should be doing what lights you up. So people often believe that unless they're figuring out how to get those things, those things are never going to come in. And that couldn't be further from the truth. It's either that you let that be your main focus, if that's correct for you, which it isn't for you. And so obviously the opposite is true for you, which is you don't even think about that stuff. And you focus on just doing what lights you up and you trust the universe to bring you the rest. And what's also interesting is that there is nothing about your chart that is strategic. So with you, when you're trying to create a strategy for your life, it's actually creating chaos inside your system. And that could be one of the ways that you manifest sort of health issues or whatever, because basically if you have a chart that isn't supposed to be strategic and you're forcing it to be strategic, there's like a, there's a janky energy there, right? Like you're confusing your system, you're giving it the wrong fuel. And what you'll find is that being strategic and being over overly planning things, for example, will actually not lead you to manifest things the way that they're supposed to happen for you. So your manifestation is a lot more based on in the living in the moment and checking in with what your urges are in any given moment and trusting that the universe is the personal shopper and you, you can just have fun and be playful and do what feels like play for you on this planet um, and allow the universe to do the rest. So it's very much in human design, it's very much that we do 10% of the work, which is just deconditioning ourselves from the crap that we've absorbed and letting the universe, because like I said, moving mountains behind the scenes and making magic happen for us. Um, so with you, it's very much about understanding, like I have to do what feels like play to me. Otherwise, then none of this stuff can happen. Otherwise, I'm not in the place to receive what the universe is trying to send me. Okay? Then you're putting yourself in that place where you're reinforcing the belief system that life has to be hard. And so the universe is like, I'm, I'm trying to send you the easy option here, but you're not letting me in. There's no space for me to come in, right? So it's very much about just understand living according to how we're supposed to be. And what's cool about you is that you have an incredible amount of vitality um, to you that people see in you when you when they look at you, right? So it's kind of like the way that you move through the world is so fun and so playful, right? And so the more you're making things heavy and serious for yourself, the more you're getting away from what your real power is. And the more it's kind of like that's your advertising for other people. That's the thing that draws people towards you. So when you're in living in a state that is anything other than light and bouncy and kid-like, right? That's, um, that's, again, kind of like slowing down the divine timing for you. Um, let's see now there's another thing, which is that, um, there's something that really makes you happy. And that is 
being surrounded by your what I would call your soul family because that doesn't necessarily have to mean your actual family it can mean your family um, but you know the people who you consider to be your people that is something that always is guaranteed to make you happy so I would say if in doubt always lean back into you know being part of that tribe and feeling like you're happiest when you're all gathered around the dinner table eating lunch and you know whatever that is for you mm-hmm. um, because that's really something that you know, um, whenever you're having a, a moment where you feel like you're frustrated or a little bit in low vibration, that's always something that you can bring yourself back to. And for you, there's nothing that you have to do with that thing. It's just purely there for your enjoyment. So let, there will be some people who have to do something with that, right? Whereas actually for you, yours is very much about connecting people. So it's interesting, obviously, that you chose the careers that you're in as well, because those are very much about how do we serve the community? How do we be part of the community? How do we glue people together and, and find a space for people to come together with some kind of like you know, new understanding or something? So that's, that's really beautiful. Um, just to jump around a little bit, you have, um, as a manifesting generator, all manifesting generators, and I really want MG women to understand this, they have really fast metabolisms because they have so much more energy than most people do. They are running, think about it, you have the biggest aura, it needs the biggest engine, right? So if you and I were doing the same thing in the course of a day, you would still be just burning more calories than me just because you are an MG. So it's really important that all MGs, especially women who have been told that, you know, we only need to eat a certain amount and blah, blah, blah. It's really important that you listen to your natural appetite and go with whatever it wants. Yeah, yes, yes. You specifically, you are someone who doesn't need to eat the same thing every day or eat on the same schedule every day. So sometimes you might wake up and feel like eating only two meals. Sometimes you might feel like more like snacking through the day. And other times you'll feel like just breakfast, lunch, and dinner with nothing else in it. Right. Um, And it's also very important for you to eat in environments that feel good to you. So think about food as kind of like um, input from the outside world. You don't want to take in an input if you're not feeling great because you specifically that affects you more than it would other people so you just want to be mindful about um you know eating when you're stressed because even if you're eating i don't know the most healthiest meal on the planet if you're eating it while you're stressed none of those nutrients can really impact your aura and and create a higher vibration out of that aura um just because actually the way that you're taking it and receiving it isn't exactly um you know helpful to the way that your system operates um in terms of relationships you are someone who is actually very good in relationships. You're kind of like the easy one, right? So what's funny about this is that often the easier people get um, told that they are the ones that are the difficult ones because they're almost so easygoing that they get projected on by their partners as, as sometimes being the ones that there's something wrong with you or what did I do to mess this up? Or why am I the one that's you know, causing this type of thing? So just be aware of not being so um, critical of yourself in terms of what it is that you do with relationships. Because with you, being in a relationship is very harmonious to the way that your chart flows. It kind of like having someone else around sort of um, slots in quite easily. So you're never, put it this way, you're never the problem in relationships and monogamous <laughs> relationships are wonderful for you. They work out, they, you, you, you flow very easily with, with monogamy. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. It's interesting because um, 50% of the world doesn't have a chart, which is great for, non- for monogamy. And I do think that that must have something to do with the fact that there are also so many divorces and it kind of makes like 
divorce not seem like such a bad thing it's much more like oh maybe those people are living their design and they're not trying to be monogamous their whole lives because they're not designed to I don't know that mm-hmm. there's nothing to to prove that so far but it is just an interesting um way of looking at things actually that we think divorce is such a bad thing but maybe it's people sensing that they're not built that way um you know literally based on looking at their chart so yeah it's kind that's of cool. so interesting well and the the term conscious uncoupling have you heard of that before yeah. 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 And it's, I feel like this new phenomenon, but I think that the concept of, you're right. I think the concept of monogamy is, I mean, we're not built as human beings, especially if we go back to like primitive worlds, you know, and thinking about men, like they were literally yeah. put on this planet to spread their seed. And we were put yeah. on this planet to house children, <laughs> which is such a like, you know, non feminist approach. But in the same vein, you know, I think it's kind of interesting and also very indicative of the fact that a lot of people probably are not meant to be monogamous. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. I thrive. I mean, I've been with my husband for, it's almost our seven year anniversary. And like, I cannot imagine I not having him when I'm like 90 and, and crotchety, you know, (laughs) like he's my person. And I, I definitely thrive off of that and having his energy in my life and the the constant love and support, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, there's another thing, um, about your chart, which we talk about it when we talk about, um, just to jump to talking about fears and anxieties. Um, there is only one fear that is really inherently yours in the sense that all the other fears are sort of um, picked up from the world around you. Um, there's one fear that's inherently yours. And when we talk about that inherent fear, what that is, is that you chose to come back with it so that you could heal it. Um, and for you, that, that fear is the fear of failure. So that basically is kind of like embedded within you because that's what you, what, it's kind of like pointing you towards the, um, you know, exactly what your medicine is this lifetime around, right? Because fears are embedded in us, not for a bad reason. Fears are embedded within us because they can be turned into wisdom. They make us more intelligent. They make us more wise, right? But we so often get stuck in just being a victim of these fears or not knowing how to from a low vibration expression of themselves to a higher vibration expression of themselves. So with you, the fear of failure, it's kind of a skill because what it is, is also a heightened nose for looking around you and seeing what else probably isn't going to work out, which you can tell really easily. So when it's turned out into the world, it's a very, very important skill that we as a tribe need. We need people who have that skill that you have to kind of like steer us in a certain way where you can say, "Mm, this doesn't smell right. Or like, this doesn't feel like the right thing that you should be doing or try doing this a certain other way or whatever. And you, especially because you have this other quality called um, the assembling of the army in the I Ching, which means that you can tell exactly like what would be a good way to get stuff done so like let's say for example if you're working with a team you could say you guys tried this you why don't you do this because that's your skill and this and that right so your fear of failure is actually a very good um you know it's like there's a dark side to every quality and a bad and a a healthy side to every quality and the bright side to that quality is being able to kind of like see what's up and kind of like smell a rat we'll see what's see what's kind of not going to work right but when you turn that quality in on yourself, then that's when things kind of implode because it manifests in itself as like, what if I don't work out? What if I become a failure, right? So 
really how we decondition that is that every time you catch yourself having that thought of failing, you can kind of like get back into yourself and remind yourself that this is something that your soul came here to heal and that you come here to um, understand you have what's called a personal karma, which means that you come here to understand your worth. So if you didn't have any fears, you wouldn't be pointed towards understanding your worth, right? So every time you have that fear of failing again, you say to yourself, okay, this is the thing that's preventing me from knowing that I'm innately worthy, right? Me having the fear of failure is not the right use of that skill, right? That fear of failure is supposed to be used on the outside world. The fear of me failing is me failing to understand that I am inherently worthy. And what I will say to you and to everyone who else who has a personal karma is that it's above your spiritual pay grade to be deciding your worth, right? Like we don't have the clearance to, to be able to decide that. It's already been decided. So it's very much about um, <laughs> being able to unwind that fear of failure by catching it in its tracks whenever it comes into your head and being able to stop it a little bit sooner each and each time. It's not like you wake up tomorrow and that fear of failure is totally gone or that you wake up in the mirror and say affirmations to yourself. That doesn't, that's not exactly the way that you do it. It's much more about you can do it sitting in your ca- on your couch at home. And every time you catch yourself being afraid of failing, you say, oh, hold on a second. That's my fear of failure again. And the universe, please help me not follow this down the rabbit hole as much as I used to follow it or let it not kind of like take residence in my head and pitch a tent there. You know, I don't have to keep following it. Awareness is the great healer. So as soon as you're aware that that's what's going on, you can choose to kind of stop it in its tracks or ask the universe to help you see that that's not conducive to your highest self. And you knowing that that's what you're here to heal you should give it even more importance, right? Like all the more reason to start saying, okay, that's my fear of failure. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person because I'm fearing failure. Absolutely not. I came here to want to choose and heal that fear of failure. So let's do it. I'm inherently worthy. It's it's above my spiritual pay grade. It's already been decided. I'm just a fragment of the universe. And even if that, if that seems like too much of a stretch, then you just ask the universe, help me understand that I don't want to deal with this anymore. Help me have the willingness to not want to fear failure anymore. Help me see that failure is this construct in my head that I've invented anyway. Like what does failure even mean? Failure means as far as going with your human design, failure means not listening to to what it is that you want to do and what lights you up. Right. Because what you want most out of life is to feel lit up and to feel like you've really played with matter. Right. Right. So it's a reframe of what failure also means to you. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so spot on. And it's so interesting too, like what you were talking about motivation, not coming from strategic things and plans. And like, Mm -hmm. I think I have for so long felt like I needed to do that. Yes. You know, I came from a really academic, like growing up experience and everything was done very much in a box and it wasn't until college where I went to school for acting where I was just kind of allowed to flourish Mm. um but I grew up in such a like teacher's pet do everything by the book Mm -hmm. perfectionist like I was a goody two-shoes I was Mm -hmm. constantly like the good kid in my family um and if I felt like I failed or I felt like I was a disappointment Mm. I immediately shut down yeah. and I was constantly living my life for others mm-hmm. for so much of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no wonder that I hit my giant quarter life crisis breakdown wow. because I was constantly not really allowing myself to shine. 
Mm. So yeah, I mean it, everything you're touching on is so spot on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing how layered the chart is because um, you know, it, it's funny when you learn to read human design, you know, every little thing means one thing, but when you can learn how they all come together and how they layer on top of each other to really make you the individual that you are, um, you know, it, it, it really does show you just like every, it just gives you a portal into how magic every human being is and where our pains and our traumas are and what it is that we come to heal. And it's, it's actually so beautiful. Like looking at a chart never, ever ceases to just absolutely amaze me. Um, earlier That's today, so I did a chart on this woman and we were, I've done her chart before we were doing a progression chart, looking at every month this year for her and what each, each month kind of brings up. And, um, you know, it's, it was amazing to see what it is that the universe puts in exactly the right order that it needs to put it in for someone to get the exact awakening that they need. It's like, it's absolutely just mind blowing and beautiful. It's, it's really like, there's no words. And I sometimes think like, I, like this can't be more fun for me than it is for other people, but it feels like that sometimes, you know? That's so cool. It's and it's really so fun. clear that you love this, you know, and that, and, yeah. and it's so crazy too, because I, I looked this up online and I was like, Oh, I could just get my own reading. And mm. then you look at what the chart says and you're like, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> this is, you know? So I think having someone like you be able to interpret it and relay the information in such a powerful and insightful way is so powerful, is so amazing. Thank and you. just, you, you clearly have found your thing and I just cannot I cannot thank you enough I can't I feel like the world cannot thank you enough I know all my <laughs> listeners are gonna be like this is crazy but I want to try this um yeah, so yeah definitely it's, it's amazing because I, I got a sign a few months ago where um I was thinking to myself like is this the right thing because what ended up happening was I closed I kept one of my businesses open but I was really scared to close the other one the food business that I was that I was maintaining and I just was like I can't do this it's a shame I would feel an entrepreneur thing going on and all this girl boss blah 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 and you know that's obviously revered in our society and I had such a trouble letting mm -hmm. go of it and I just was like I need a sign to tell me that it's safe and um human design was discovered in 1987 I was born in January 1987 and I was like I really need a sign that what I'm doing is right and um one morning I woke up and I thought um I was in the middle of a workout and I thought, I wonder when in 1987 it, he actually meditated and found this. And then um, I was listening to a lecture again and it said when he, just, when he was meditating in January 1987. And I just thought, okay, like, I'm pretty sure that that's the reason why I came, like, why did I come in to this world at the exact same, like, time that human design came in like if there's just nothing that I can ignore about it again so just to go back to you know sometimes the universe doesn't give you a choice I just was like I have to close that business as much as I don't want to as much as I think that that's my ego and whatever um you know if if something is calling you it just it just comes you know chills so <laughs> <laughs> like literally yeah. I feel goosebumps on my arms <laughs> Oh my but, gosh, um, that is But it's amazing so because I, my goal with it is really to to have it be as common as asking someone, like, I would love to be on a plane one day and hear people have a conversation to strangers and say, what are you? What's your type? You know, in the same way that you ask people, are they a Sagittarius or a, you know, a Capricorn or whatever it is. 
I would love to make it that yeah that would be so cool so much understanding between how different we are as people and if I can respect what you're here for then I'm never going to try and make you anything other than what you are because I want I need you to be who you are and you need me and and together as a tribe we're all perfectly designed so we fit together as a puzzle so that the collective can rise so it really is so much about like understanding people better and um you know enabling that kind of like oh we don't all have to be the same in order to feel secure about our own path in life you know like you go do you and like my relationship with my sister is just a thousand times better um because I know her design and she knows mine and we respect each other for who we are yeah I'd be so interested to see what my husband's design is because we're so different in so many areas But then like when it really matters, like the value, the core center were the same, but literally like it's like opposites attract when it comes to who we are and our energies and everything. Well, what they say is that when you have opposite things in someone, that's really what creates the um, the chemistry. Um, So when I do composite charts with people, it's almost like if you're a half, and that part, that person is the other piece of that puzzle and it fits you. It's like together you become a full person. So you can really, really clearly see that in the energetic circuitry of, of how two, two parts fit together. So um, what you want to be looking for in a chart with a composite is you want to have someone who has kind of some similar things and some really the opposite completing things um, because then there's grounds for friendship, which is the stuff you have in common, but also the magnetism and the thing that really keeps people together is the chemistry of feeling like that person has exactly what you don't have. Um, and so for you, yeah. you know, the best type of people are people who give you the freedom to feel like you can think with, your, with, your, with it, you know, without, um, you know, you can kind of take a breath. You know what I mean? Inside your brain type of thing. Those are the best people for you. And people who feel like they color you emotionally in a sweet way. It's like someone who sweetens your emotion. Um, you know, that those are things that you really need from a relationship. So cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, we could for go sharing on. I could, this. And I just... could just keep talking forever and ever. So um... ah, <laughs> I could keep really talking with you enough. forever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Never enough. But for all of the listeners who are intrigued and want to get to know you, you guys will put all of all of Jenna's stuff in the, in the show notes. Um, so you can like, if you want to get a human design reading, um, or just get to know her better. Um, but where can they connect with you on the web, that kind of stuff? So, um, my website is jennazoe.com. So it's just J E N N A Z O E.com. That's where I have like a bunch of videos where you can book online for a session with me. And also I'm rolling out audio programs soon so that people can kind of people kept asking me where to find more information after they've done their charts. Like, how can I discover more? How can I, whatever. So I'm doing a set of audio programs for people to download for each different type to see what their main deconditioning is and to remind them of, you know, who they really are, the general sense. Um, so that's all jennazoe.com. And then on Instagram, I'm just jennazoe.daily. That's amazing. That sounds so fun. I also love yeah. how you said Z, even though, <laughs> is that what you normally because would say? Said, American people don't understand me. <laughs> See, you're with a Canadian girl in the house. So this oh, girl says that. <laughs> but yes, I, I totally feel you. Like I'm constantly getting like totally slack and just all the shit from saying Zed. And I'm like, you guys, yes. I grew up with Zed for 18 years of my life. Like I'm yeah. not about to be changing it just because I'm in a different country. So oh, maybe I need to take a, a cue from you though, because 
I spend a lot of time in LA. So whenever I go to LA, I start saying all the, all the, I say trash can instead of rubbish bin. I just adjust automatically because I'm like, otherwise it's just so much time trying to, you know, translate. <laughs> yeah. Or for me, the biggest one when I moved here was saying sorry instead of oh, instead sorry. Of, oh. How oh. do you say it? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That's how I yeah. say it too. And then also pasta. Oh, but they say yeah. pasta. Pasta. Yeah. Yeah. They're and I'm just go. like, so weird. There's so many. Every time you think you've nailed them, there's always one more. I know. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I feel so inspired. Oh. and just can't wait to continue yeah. our friendship and yes. continue to and we'll do your husband sometimes soon. do you have kids you no. do no 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 oh. just the furry test childs oh okay because I was gonna say I love also doing people's kids because when you can understand how to raise your kids according to their real design and everything so that they don't have to do all the deconditioning that we have to do um but yeah we'll do your hobby sometime soon as well that would be so amazing I would love that Yay! thanks so much Yay! for having me on And there you have it. Thank you so much, Jenna, for coming on the podcast this week. And for all of you guys listening, if you are intrigued by this concept and want to learn more about what your type is and your energy and how that could maybe inform your life, I know this certainly informed a shit ton for me, uh, definitely, definitely reach out to Jenna. Um, All of the information we talked about in the podcast and how to get your own reading um, is in the show notes at amandacatherineloy.com slash podcast slash five. So go on over there, check it out and yeah, reach out to her. I know she's super open to that. And if you did get any takeaways or maybe learn something fun about yourself or maybe about me in the process, because you guys just (laughs) basically uncovered so many aspects of my life by just listening to this podcast. Um, So if you didn't know me before, you definitely know me now. Um, Shout us out on social media uh, at live your fuck yes life so that we can do a podcast shout out. We are going to be starting that next month. And so I'm super, super excited um, to share all of you guys on the podcast. We would not be here without you. Uh, It is a hundred percent We are doing this. I am doing this 100% for you guys because I just want you to feel a little less alone on this crazy, crazy fucked up journey that is life. Um, And whether you are navigating a quarter life crisis right now um, or maybe you are just coming out of it or maybe you are feeling like you're just stumbling into the depths of that world, know that you are not alone and hopefully gather some tools from all these amazing guests that you can help use in your own life in some way and uh, and pass this on. Um, we are so, 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 so all about community here. So if this really resonated with you or if any of the episodes this, thus far have resonated with you, share with a friend. Um, join our community so we can chat more about it and you can let me know um, if you do take the test, which uh, one you are, because I'm so curious um, to see if there are any other manifesting generators out there or maybe some projectors. Um, there's some really cool shit going on in the community so be sure to join again link for that is in the show notes and um, or you can just look us up online at ditch the diet find joy and fitness on facebook um, and live your fuck yes life so until next week i will see you on the gram and the web and love you guys so much have an awesome week